This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, hello, how are you? Hello, Natalie. I'm I'm, I'm well, but I'm trying to cope with this uh, new software we've got. Uh, this is, yes, listeners, we have, <laughs> our podcast recording software has, has changed and we don't like change and it's all fancy and I don't know where any of the buttons are and this video, uh, I was able to, to wave at Dave and say hi um, and yeah, we don't really know where anything is. So if it's a bit chaotic, then for once we can blame the software. However, I can confirm that our provider has changed their branding and their colours are co- almost like a three-way of claret blue and yellow it's like a hybrid of Burnley's home and awake it's Dave have you noticed that it's a bit psychedelic yes it's like it's like it's like if you tie-dyed a Burnley shirt home that's and away yeah that's what it would look like it is um double game week again Dave oh it's, it's stressing us it is stressing us isn't it we don't know whether we're coming or going going or coming what day it is what fixture it is I don't even know why we're here. Why are we here? We're here to do a preview show. Of course we are. But before we get into that, we have a quiz question that we need to answer. Because before our um, we signed off our Fulham preview show, we asked our listeners, during 2020, Nick Pope was in goal for 32 of Burnley's 33 Premier League games and kept 14 clean sheets. For which two teams did he keep more than one clean sheet against during that calendar year? Dave, what were the answers? Uh, well, the answers were Crystal Palace, which I think was maybe the more obvious of the two, and the other one was Arsenal. Uh, we had two yeah. 1-0 wins against Crystal Palace during 2020, uh, and we had uh, a, a, a 0-0 draw, a goalless draw at home against Arsenal, which was last season, um, and then a 1-0 win at the Emirates. So we had uh, two clean... Well, Nick Pope had two clean sheets against Crystal Palace and Arsenal in the calendar year. Very impressive. Good stuff. And did we get, more importantly, any correct answers? We did. We don't tend to stump all of our listeners uh, very often, but we had a few correct answers again this week. Uh, Adrian Caton, again, was quickest off the mark. Uh, He had both 
uh, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Ad stayed John Robertson. Uh, no Google searches involved, apparently. And um, uh, to- our very own Tom Whitaker. He uh, he knew the correct answers as well. Good stuff. And um, I kind of knew the answers. We, yeah, we had a discussion after the last programme and uh, you eventually got to the correct answers, yes. I didn't quite make my way through every single Premier League team, <laughs> but it was close. <laughs> I think I maybe got them on like the 15th and 16th guesses. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but fine. Well, that is good. Well, do hold on, listeners, because Dave will be setting us another quiz question by the end of the show and we'll be uh, testing your Clarence knowledge for this week. Um, now, before, obviously, we go on to the actual preview of this weekend's game, Dave. Uh, we're obviously just come out of the back of two games, Palace away, which is a phenomenal win, and that Fulham uh, draw last night. How are you feeling generally about the season and Burnley's survival hopes at this stage? Do you think we're done or do you think there's still work to be done? I know what you're going to say to this, but do you think, you know, how are you feeling generally now we didn't lose to Fulham last night? Um, well, we got four points out of the two games, which was uh, which was good. We didn't lose against Fulham, which was the um, most important one. And we, we came from behind. We, we obviously scored uh, very shortly after they'd got the opening goal. Um, I think a little bit disappointing that we uh, conceded the goal from a, a set piece from the corner. Uh, Terrible did, goal to concede mm, well. We did come back and we, we got the equaliser very quickly. We didn't create too many other chances in the game, I don't think. We probably on the balance of it, we created slightly more than... Uh, than they did. We had a, a good chance. Uh, Kevin Long's header was probably uh, the best chance. And then we had the one that was flashed across goal from Tarky's cross that the goalkeeper did well to get a, a hand to and we didn't get a touch on it. But uh, yeah, sometimes they go for you, sometimes they don't. And a point at the end of the day wasn't a, a terrible result against Fulham. And it's maybe going to be a similar scenario in uh, this next game we're going to talk about as well. Yeah, I do feel we have to win against West Brom. I don't. I don't think a draw against both of those sides is enough, considering the fixtures we've got coming up. Um, you know, we are we are only on twenty seven points, and I think you're probably going to need to get to thirty four, thirty five before you're safe. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I do think we need to be going all out for the win. Opposition stats. Um, so let's have a look then, Dave. Let's have a look at what we can be facing this weekend, and it is of course West Bromwich Albion at home Saturday the twentieth of February. 3pm live on Sky Sports. Dave, why don't you kick us off with the recent history of this fixture? Uh, well, West Bromwich Albion have only visit, visited Turf Moor on three occasions since 2009. We haven't played them uh, too often. Our paths have uh, have parted and they've been in the Championship when we've been in the Premier League and vice versa quite a few times. But they do remain unbeaten against us at Turf Moor in those three meetings. Uh, all three were Premier League games and as well as two draws, uh, there was an away win for the Baggies in the most recent of these games. Uh, that was near the start of the 2017-18 season in August 2017, in fact, and it was an eventful afternoon for Albion striker Hal robson Canu. Uh, he scored the only goal of the game uh, and then was later sent off for the use of an elbow on Matt Lowton. Uh, the other two meetings between the two sides at Turf Moor in the past decade were both 2-2 draws. Uh, first of all, in February 2015, we let a two-goal lead slip conceding just before half-time and then again the second half to drop two points. And then in May 2017, all the goals came in the second half in that game, uh, another 2-2 draw. Burnley had taken the lead through Sam Vokes, uh, but then we conceded twice to go behind and we had to rely on a late Sam Vokes header to rescue a point. Another episode, another Sam Vokes reference. You treat me too well. Highlights and lowlights. Um, we're moving on then to our favourite section then, Dave, please. The highlights and the lowlights. Why don't we get the lowlights out of the way? What's been the low point of this fixture? 
Yeah, we're doing the low light first. Uh, Burnley have only lost twice in the last 15 home games against West Brom. That's going back to the mid-1960s. And one of those defeats we've already mentioned, which was the last time they were here for the Premier League game in 2017. But we selected our only other home defeat since the mid-1960s as this week's low light. Uh, That match took place on a Sunday afternoon in early February 2002. uh, Not 2022. Uh, not Back to the Future, uh, and yeah. it was broadcast live by the ill-fated ITV Digital Channel. Remember them? I do. Uh, the Clarets lost 2-0 that day. Uh, both goals were scored during the first half by Jason Roberts, who would later go on to play for our one-time rivals uh, just down the M65. Um, it certainly wasn't one of our best performances in front of the live TV cameras, and so for that reason, it's our low light for this episode. Yeah, and quite rightly too. But let's finish on a high here. What about our highlight? Uh, Yeah, for our highlight this week, we've chosen our last home win against West Brom. We've mentioned that the last three meetings, all Premier League, uh, two draws and a defeat. So our last home win was actually an FA Cup match. That was a a fourth round replay back in February 2009. Uh, Burnley were spending a ninth consecutive season in the Championship, whereas Albion were in the Premier League at that time. And we still had ambitions to join them there. Uh, Following a 2-2 comeback win at the Hawthorns, with a late goal from Martin Patterson earning a replay, uh, the Clarets were able to overcome our top-flight opponents at Turf Moor. Uh, Tony Mowbray was the manager in charge of the Baggies, with Owen Coyle, another boo, in charge of the Clarets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wade Elliott scored the opening goal at half-time, and Stevie Thompson put us 2-0 up after the break. Uh, Gianni Zwiveloon beat Brian Jensen to pull a goal back for Albion on the hour, uh, but a late goal by Thompson sealed the victory and sent us through to a fifth-round meeting with Arsenal at the Emirates, which we lost. Yeah. Don't leave it on. Leave it on a high, Dave. Fixture flashback. Um, <laughs> let's move on then to the uh, the first of our new features for the second half of the season, which is of course the flashback feature, the fixture flashback. Dave very much likes to give me tongue twisters in this show. He likes to see me trip over my words. Um, talk us through the fixture flashback, please, Dave. What is this? Well, it's uh, your chance, our listeners' chance, to get involved on the preview show. Uh, and each week we're asking uh, you to send out uh, your match day memories from a particular game from the past against our next opponents to be featured on the relevant preview show. Uh, we'd like to hear recordings if we possibly could. Um, but if you don't feel comfortable doing that, we'll also take written submissions and read them out as well. It is. And this week, who is at the turn of this week? Um, no one. Oh, listeners, come on. Right. Next week is our preview show, and it's going to be ahead of the game um, with Spurs at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So we want your memories of passed away matches in North London against Spurs. It doesn't matter whether it's White Hart Lane or whether it's a new stadium. Get in touch and share them with us. We can't do this feature without you. Come on. You know, enjoy, be part of the team. Um, Dave, come on, tell them how are they going to how are they going to um, submit their features, please? Uh, well, as, as we said, we can accept uh, recordings or we can accept written submissions. We can, or can do a mix of both. We'll have more than one on the show if we've got some good ones coming through. Uh, please get in touch in the usual way. Drop us an email podcast at net. We've even found a, a free link. There's a really easy website to use called vocaroo.com. That's V-O-C-A-R-O-O 
Com. Uh, it's free to use, no registration required. Just go to it, whether you're on a, a mobile device or a tablet or a, uh, a laptop, whatever. You go on there, you press a button, and provide you've got a built-in microphone, which most devices have, it'll make a recording. There's no limit on the time, so you can do 30 seconds, you can do five minutes if you wanted to. Um, and then all you do at the end of it, you get a link and you just email that link through to us and we can go on there and we can get the sound recording from that. So that'd be really good if we can have some of those uh, for the Tottenham memories so we can feature them on our next preview show. Thank you. It was worth saying it twice. Um, we need to drum into our listeners. Heroes and villains. So moving on, my favourite section, heroes and villains. Who's a hero? Well, we mentioned him earlier, and tempting Ooh. as it was to choose Sam Vokes as our hero this week, oh. his two goals in the match in May 2017. But uh, we No, we've decided to give someone else a chance to be a hero for this episode. Uh, so we're going to go back a little bit further to that FA Cup win from 2009, and our hero from that game is Stephen Thompson. And I've got some goal descriptions from the uh, uh, from the match, from those goals he scored, which we'd mentioned briefly earlier. Uh, Christian Calvanez crossed from the left, and when Patterson's header was blocked, the ball fell to Stephen Thompson, who fired in from six yards. That was his first goal. And the goal late on that sealed the victory. Um, Robbie Blake went on a jinking run near the right byline before cutting a pass back to Stephen Thompson, who swept the ball in from close range. Uh, the Scots scored 11 goals for Burnley in that 2008-9 season, including, if you remember, an absolute worldie at Reading in the playoff semi-final second leg. So hopefully everyone will approve of Stephen Thompson being our choice for hero this week. I certainly approve, Dave, and that's that's actually not all that matters at all. That's probably very low down the list. Uh, but then my proper favourite one, I love this section. Who's our villain? Oh well, villains. We've gone, we've gone a little bit different this week, and I've oh. actually not. I've actually not checked on this. I should have gone back and checked, shouldn't I? Um, we we decided. I couldn't decide. We're between two players. We've mentioned them already. Uh, we had um, Hal Robson Carnu, and we mm-hmm. had uh, Jason Roberts, who were you know, players who'd either scored goals and or been sent off. Uh, and we decided to run a poll. So we tweeted out a. Uh, a poll earlier today, and uh, our listeners or our, our followers, certainly on Twitter, uh, have voted. They have had their say, and <gasps> of the two, uh, if with fifty-five point nine percent to forty-four point one percent, so it's quite close. Um, Hal Robson Kanu was our uh, chosen as our villain for this week. Very good. Now you see, Dave, you let me completely shout at our listeners for not getting involved in fixture flashback, and look how good they've been at doing our. Oh, do you know? He likes to he likes to stitch me up as Dave. Moving on, who's our referee then? Uh, well, for the third time this season, Mike Dean will be the referee oh, for a Burnley Lord. game. Uh, well, you say that, but after taking charge of our goalless draw at Brighton in November, uh, he was also the man in the middle at Anfield. He gave us a penalty, if you remember, uh, in mm, January for our first true. victory there since 1974. So what else can we tell our listeners about him that we haven't already mentioned in our other previews so far this season? Uh, well, in addition to this being his 48th Burnley game since 1997 uh, for the 52-year-old from Heswell on the Wirral, he's also refereed two pass matches between these two teams. Uh, Mac Dean was in charge in January 2009 for the 2-2 draw at the Hawthorns in the FA Cup fourth round tie, which led to the replay which we featured earlier as our highlight. Uh, and he was also in charge of another 2-2 draw, this time at Turf Moor for the game in February 2015. Uh, the video assistant referee for the fixture on Saturday will be Michael Oliver. Good stuff. Well, let's hope it stays controversial, controversy-free. 
Well, let's not leave it there, Dave, because I know you like to spoil our listeners. So why don't you delve into the Statman Dave bank of stats and give us your miscellaneous stat of the week? Uh, yeah, this week's stat of the week's a little bit of an oddity. We've got to go back over 50 years for Burnley's last top-flight home victory against West Bromwich Albion. Uh, we have won home games against them more recently uh, in the second and third tiers, as well as the FA Cup win in 2009 that we mentioned. But We've got to go all the way back to March 1970 for the last time we beat them at Turf Moor in the top flight. Mm. Uh, despite going uh, one down to a Tony Brown strike, goals from Arthur Bellamy and Steve Kinden gave Burnley the win on that occasion. And we have won, actually, at uh, the Hawthorne since then. We had that uh, spectacular uh, Ashley Barnes goal, didn't we, if you uh, if you remember. But it's fifty year, more than 50 years since our last flight home win, so we're hopefully uh, going to put that to rights on Saturday. Good stuff. Well, we don't have an opposition view for you this week, as I think the uh, Baggis fans are suffering from the same fate that we are at the moment, with lots of fixtures piling up and lots of, of things to record. So we didn't, we couldn't really slot anybody in in such short notice to get somebody in. Um, so you've just got me and Dave instead. Now, obviously, Dave, we talked about how we were feeling, generally speaking, um, a little bit about this at the beginning of the game, but drilling into this in a bit more depth... Um, I think I just I, this is another one for me that we absolutely have to win. I, I just I, I don't think now. I think we had to win one of Fulham or West Brom. So I think this now makes this a must-win game. Uh, we're running out of winnable games towards the end of the season to make sure we get enough points on the board to survive. And you know what, West Brom are a way worse side than Fulham. Um, I'm not sure they are actually. Um, I, I think if you that's one way of looking at it. But also if you look at it from the point of view to say well. We beat Crystal Palace. We got a draw against Fulham. Another point against uh, West Brom is taking points off them. I.e., they're getting one rather than uh, getting three points. Plus, it would be five points for Burnley from those three games. And plus, Burnley the sort of side that yeah, we've got some tough games coming up. We've got uh, Spurs. We've got Arsenal. We've got Everton. I think the Leicester game may will be being brought forward. It's not been confirmed yet, but that's mm. uh, perhaps is being slotted in there as well. They are tough games. But we are the sort of side that we're probably just as likely to get a win against them as we are against likes of West Brom. So um, I wouldn't get too worried from that perspective. I, I think it's more like Wednesday. It's more of a uh, must not lose rather than a, a must win. And a, although, yes, we'd like to win, we'd like to get a point against a side who are uh, struggling. A point isn't the end of the world and it's a better point for us than it would be a, a point for them. If, if both teams draw, we'd be happier with it than uh, than them. Yeah, it is. But the problem is, is that Fulham have got to play Sheffield United this week as well. So if they go ahead and beat Sheffield United and we've only drawn or worse lost against West Brom, then that gap starts shrinking. Then we've got four games after there where we're probably not going to pick any points up from. That said, I think you're absolutely right. And this is a point either Tom or Rich said on the analysis show earlier on that Burnley have always been a side that are capable of getting the bonus results against the big sides. Whereas you look at maybe... Fulham and Sheffield United, that they possibly don't have that that same ability. But um, I, I don't, I don't share your um, what's the word relaxed attitude about this. For me, I think they absolutely have to beat West Brom. Um, I really do. So, um, but with that in mind, and we are at home as well. For some reason, I've got it into my head all week this week that we were away, but we're not. We're at home, and I just think you know, if we're not going to beat West Brom at home, oh, I, I, well, I know what my views are on this. Um, but uh, what's your score prediction then, please, Dave? I think 
it'll be a Burnley win. I think we're going to win. And oh, wow. Well done. 2-1. Excellent. Um, I've already given my score prediction um, in the analysis show. So if you haven't listened to that, go and listen, please, because then you will know what my score prediction was. Uh, but if you have a score prediction ahead of the game, you don't know how it's going to go and you're listening to this before the game is actually played, don't cheat, please, um, drop us a line. You can tweet us at known and ever or you can email us at podcast at net and let us have your predictions, please. And if you did listen to the analysis show, you'll know what level of prediction we now demand. I'll leave that one with you. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, second half of the show, Dave. We are, of course... Back in the realms of the much-coveted no-name-never fantasy Premier League. Um, game week 24, I think, has now been done, isn't it? So that was a yes. full programme. So update us. Where are we in no in the fantasy world? Uh, well, we can now do an update. When we did the uh, Fulham preview, we're still in the middle of the game week because the effectively game week 24 took into account a full programme of games at the weekend, as well as a couple of midweek games, which included our rearranged match against Fulham. So mm-hmm. we do have an updated table and we give the uh, top six in the Noni Never Fancy League table. Uh, I've never chosen six because uh, fifth and sixth are on the same number of points. It seemed a bit unfair to leave sixth place out. Uh, so we've got in sixth place, uh, Chris Stanworth has gone up to sixth place place on 1,539 points. Uh, Steve Holden is also on 1,539, but on a tiebreaker is in fifth. Uh, Gary Proctor is a non-mover in fourth on 1,553. Uh, Sean Danaher is a non-mover in third place on 1,562. And then we've got swapses at the top. We've got Adam Dennett, who was our leader, is down to second place on 1,574, and back up to first place, he's been there uh, previously, is Charlie Bins on 1,591 points. So he's got a lead of 17 at the top at the moment. Good stuff. Not an team. how are we all doing? Uh, well, you went up a place. You're now yes. in 234th out of 240. Uh, I had a good week. 53 points for the week, and that's uh, 964 points overall. Um, I went down nine places to 154th place uh, with 63 points for the week, uh, and that's 1,262 overall. Uh, But Richard Steele, once again, he leads away in our podcasters mini league. He's had a very good week. He was up to uh, 62nd place overall with 1,379 points and 118 for the week. Um, but he wasn't the high-scoring manager in the Nona Never League last week, as that accolade goes to Christopher Swarbrick with 136. Uh, that was helped. I did check on this. You can actually go on and look at other people's teams. Did you know that? Uh, that was helped by Ooh. Bernardo Silva's 45 points after he used a triple captain bonus chip. Uh, you may, now, you might think that was a good player to choose, Bernardo Silva got 15 points, played two games in the week and got triple points. But he also had uh, Gundogan in his team who got 19 points. So that would have been uh, 57 rather than 45. So it could have been even better if he'd picked Gundogan. But uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Definitely. Um, you want I the Kings of Game Week 24? Yeah, I was just going to say, I can't remember whether we... Did we do Game Week, tw- Kings of Game Week 23? I'm just trying we to... We did. We did 20. No, we, we did. did. 20, I can't remember what we did with the game. Yeah. See where we got to. Yes, please. Kings of Game Week 24, we definitely need. 
Yes, we have got we've got a couple of Burnley players in there as well, which was Ooh. helped by the fact we played two uh, two games. That uh, that does uh, give you a bit of a, a, a leg up in terms of the scores. Uh, our team overall was in formation four four two. We had uh, Edison in goal. Uh, we had a back four of uh, Aina from Fulham. Uh, Matt Lowton got in there as well. Um, we had Diop from West Ham and Anderson of Fulham. So a couple of Fulham defenders in there, but again, they played uh, two games as well. Uh, we had a midfield four of uh, Aubameyang, Gundogan, who we mentioned, Bernardo Silva, who we mentioned, and uh, Neves of Wolves. And up front, we had uh, Jay Rodriguez, and we had um, oh Madger of Fulham as well. He scored twice, didn't he, in the... Uh, previous yes. game against Everton. So they were the 11, and the high-scoring player of all of those was, um, oh, there were two, um, Aina and uh, Abamyang. They had 20 points each. They were the high-scoring players in game week 24. And if you'd have had all those players, uh, you'd have got a massive, without um, any bonus chips, 175 points. Good stuff. Um, so if we move on then, um, what about our opposition three to watch, which was the second of our... Um, new features this second half of the season, please. Did we have any? Uh, this is for the West Brom game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, West Bromwich Albion's highest point scorers uh, so far this season in the Fantasy Premier League. That's up to and including game week 24. Are, um, the highest scoring player is midfielder uh, Mateus Pereira with 77. Uh, goalkeeper Sam Johnston's in second place with 66 points. And striker Callum Robinson has 52. So that's the three players to uh, to watch out for on Saturday in terms of their highest point scorers for the season to date. Good. So where are we now in terms of our fantasy football? Are we up to date now, Dave? We're back up to date finally, yeah. We were fortunate with the way the timings, uh, the, the the table didn't update until late today, but we got it in time for the recording of this, which we're doing on Thursday. Obviously, this will go out on Friday. Um, and it's just potluck sometimes in terms of the schedules as to whether we, uh, we, we get them in there. I think we might have some trouble going forward. If there's a lot of rearranged games, it may well be when we do the previews, we don't always have the updates. So as always, we'll do the best we can with whatever information we've got and if there's a week where we're not able to do that we'll do something a little bit different like we did last week we obviously had the um little bit of uh, fun quiz where we'll get in the uh, heist <laughs> well was it fun or not <laughs> it was fun actually we also had uh we had somebody put a, a comment on our um youtube page actually let me just see if i can find this very quickly uh where are you no no never inbox Yes, so it was Chris P. He said to us when he'd listened to the previous show, he said, uh, when he said you wouldn't get the third right, I actually guessed Jimmy Dunn. I wouldn't have picked Dale Stevens for fourth, though. Yes, and I'm quite Chris, none of us did. Um, I knew Pope and me were top two as I have them both in my team and just knew they were popular. So well done, Chris. So, yeah, go across to our YouTube site if you want to leave us a comment. Um, not many people comment on our YouTube channel, so um, would you like it when new stuff comes through? Um so I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else, is there, with, with fantasy updates? No, we're no? we're up to date. And as I say, we'll do the best we can uh, our, our next preview with whatever information is available. Or, as I say, we'll do something different or maybe get someone on to give us some uh, hints and tips. Perfect. Love it. Stop and Dave's quiz question. Well, let's finish off then this week with, of course, the known and never Dave Statman Roberts quiz question. What are you setting our listeners for this week, please? 
Okay, this week's quiz question is, uh, Burnley's last league win over West Brom at Turf Moor was in a championship game in August 2007. But who scored the winning goal with a second half penalty? Ooh, that is a good question. How do our listeners submit an answer, please? Uh, Well, you can get in touch with us in any of the usual ways. Uh, You can uh, tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at no near never. And if you send us a DM, then no one else sees your answer. So you've got more chance of uh, being the only one to get it right, if you've got it right. Uh, You can email us, podcast at net, And of course, only us will see that. Um, Or as we've mentioned already, you can reply to the post this previous show on either the No Near Never Facebook page or also on YouTube, where all the episodes uh, now go as well. Good stuff. Um, and, of course, we're going to reveal the answer at the start of the next preview show. Um, any other business, then, for this week's episode, Dave? Have we got any community news or fixed? Obviously, we don't know about the Leicester game yet, but is there any other community news or any other fixed changes that we need to, you know, public service announcements, I like to call them. No, well, in terms of the games, we do now know that um, for the foreseeable future, they're going to all be uh, televised on uh, some form or another. All the channels that are covering the games um, yep. confirm that's going to continue. So that's uh, good news for uh, for us armchair supporters. Um, but no, we're still waiting for kickoff times and confirmation for the March game. So I think that will be happening uh, maybe by the time we do our next preview. We may know what uh, what's happening with that. Sure, and nothing else. BSA no. in the community. Right, that's great. Well, that is then wrapping it up for this week, guys. Um, that is all we've got time for. Do check out this week's analysis, analysis show if you can with me, Tom, and Rich. We have been discussing that uh, Palace win and the draw against Fulham. Um, we will the analysis show will be back probably Tuesday with a look back against that hopeful win that we'll have picked up against West Brom. Uh, Dave, you and I will be back probably next Friday actually we've got a week oh it's not a double game win this week we've got a week haven't we, we have. um, so we'll be back mm-hmm. next Friday which we'll be looking at that away tie at Spurs um so yeah keep an eye out on social media and interact and send us your fixture future flashback thing in the bobbies um please that would be great um my thanks as ever go to producer Matt for um knitting all of this together and getting it out there to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements um always to dave roberts for just putting all of this together who does a spectacular job and still refuses to give himself credit in the show notes because he's silly uh but dave well this is your show it's your baby and uh we're very very grateful for you giving up your time to produce such fantastic content so thank you dave um but finally finally my thanks to you the listeners for downloading and supporting us and listening to us um your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you we hope that you are all taking care in these times um i hope those of you who've been offered vaccinations have been able to take up that offer and are uh, not suffering um, any side effects as a result of those and that you're looking forward to some new times and for everybody else just hope, just keep hanging in there we will all be together drinking a Benny and Hot and eating a meat pie a meat potato pie on turf more before you know it um, if anybody is struggling in these difficult times the non and ever lines are always open you can tweet us send us an email if you want to be a pen pal then drop us an email and we'll happily email you back um if you want to talk football or if you just want a bit of company you know where we are um that's everything for this week i've been natalie bromley this has been the preview show brought to you by the none and never podcast until next time
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.